The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. I hope it was a good night for you. It's Tuesday, Good News Day. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Tuesday, June 13th, 2023, Tuesday of the 10th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the memorial of St. Anthony of Padua. Born in 1195, he decided to join the Augustinians in Lisbon, giving up a future of wealth and power. Later, when the bodies of the first Franciscan martyrs went through the Portuguese city where he was stationed, he was again filled with an intense longing, so he joined the Franciscan order. Anthony went to Italy and was stationed in a small hermitage where he spent most of his time praying, reading scriptures, and doing menial tasks. St. Anthony of Padua died in 1231. St. Anthony of Padua, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My Lord and Father, inspire my thoughts, words, and actions, and accompany them with your aid so that I may undertake all my activities according to your will and out of love for you. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that the international community may commit in a concrete way to ensuring the abolition of torture and guarantee support to victims and their families. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you're here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Well, Jesus, after a long time that we have spent in festival throughout the whole weeks of, of Easter and then the weeks after, whenever we celebrated the Ascension and Pentecost, we now find ourselves in ordinary time, which is kind of fancy church speak for ordinary, everyday, boring time. There is nothing more exciting. There's no big feast at this moment in time. We are just in the ordinary, run-in-the-mill ordinary part of the year. I mean, it's exactly as it says on the tin, so to speak. But we had a long time of, of feasting, for sure. And then we had an even longer time before that of preparation for Easter throughout all of the weeks of Lent. So we've had, in a sense, lots of focus in our prayer and in our time of preparation. We've had something guiding our reflection, be it a time of penance throughout all the weeks of Lent, or maybe a time of resurrection and joy, looking forward to the coming of the Holy Spirit. And now we're just kind of in that ordinary time. So, you know, what are we to do with this? In a sense, it's a little bit like we're in boring time. You know, we're back to green vestments again at Mass. Nothing more exciting than that. And, well, what are we to do with this? Well, we're called to sanctify that all the same. In fact, we need ordinary time because we just can't live at a kind of a constant feasting or constant penitence. We need the kind of the in-between lull time in order that we, I suppose, in a sense, can appreciate the feasting all the more. But more than just needing 
a little break from kind of high octane feasting, we need ordinary time in the church to remind us that that is, in fact, the daily bread of Christianity. It's in the ordinary everyday life where we are called to be Christians. It's in the ordinary run-of-the-mill routine boring time, in fact, when sometimes it can be more difficult to be a Christian because we have to really lift up those things for your greater glory. How do we lift up a boring Tuesday afternoon when we've got maybe exams to do? Maybe we would rather be somewhere else than stuck in an office or cleaning our bedroom or whatever it is. But all of those things, Jesus, have to be raised up to your glory too. And so this ordinary time reminds us that it's all for you. It's all for you. And what we're called to do is to put our back into it and to be generous with how we react to this ordinary time so that we can be ordinary people too. And that part of our ordinariness will be what helps us to become saints so that we don't have to kind of live in a kind of a constant frenetic pace or that we have to constantly be looking for more and more penances to do or more exultant prayers to say, but just so that the Ordinary moments of our life are where we see you and where we hear you and where we experience you more and more. And in this call of generosity, which is key to ordinary boring time, we have this beautiful reading from the Mass today, from the first reading, from the first book of Kings, where we meet Elijah, this great prophet, Elijah. Now, he is in a time of difficulty in Israel. There is a drought throughout the land, and so there's a lot of suffering as a result of that. There is no water in what is already a very dry land. So how are people to, to cook? How are people to, to wash? How are people to maintain themselves and their, their dignity without the ordinary thing of water? And we find him at a particular moment in this great difficulty where he's starving. And he, he hears your voice, Lord, to, to go even outside of Israel to go to a place called Zarephath, a Sidonian town, a place where there were not Jews conventionally living and there you would provide for him and he sees this widow who's gathering up a few sticks in order that she can prepare kind of a last meal for for her and her son she just has a little bit of oil left and a little bit of grain and she's going to make this last meal for her son and for her it's a very touching scene if we just picture that for a moment the the, the anguish of this mother who's who's putting together these final scraps in order that she and her son can eat and then die and Elijah meets them at this moment and he says, uh, what are you doing? Bring me some water in your vessel that I can drink. And she tells him, well, I'm just going to make this final meal for my son and I, and then, and then we're going to die. And he says, well, fine, kind of, but before you do that, uh, make a little scone for me. Now, that's how uh, the English version that, that, that I have before me, that, that we use at Mass, uh, is, translates that. And that always makes me laugh make me a little scone. So you've got a woman ready for her last meal. And Elijah, the prophet says, well, make me a scone first. The word in Hebrew is uga ketona, which is, yeah, it's, it's translated as a, a, a little round cake. And in order to kind of to make that a little bit more <laughs> acceptable or a little bit more with a little bit more understanding in different English versions, they use different words. So uh, sometimes you'll see a little cake Sometimes you'll see a scone. Now, if you don't know what a scone is, it's kind of a speciality bread, something that you have with a cup of tea. It's, it's a nice thing to have. It's certainly not um, the, the last scraps that you would find in, in a bread bin. It's kind of a speciality bread. 
the Italian version that they use at Mass in Italy says, bring me a focaccia, which is itself a kind of a specialty bread. In some Spanish-speaking parts of the world, they say un panecillo. So again, it's like a little kind of round piece of bread. But what I like about this is that Elijah knows that this woman's really down to her last uh, few grains and a little bit of oil and a little bit of water. And he says, well, you know, don't just give me the very basic kind of flat bread that, uh, you know, has no taste, but I want a scone. And I want more than perhaps what you think you're able to give. And there is a lesson in that for us, for how we respond to God, especially in moments of difficulty or moments of ordinary life, which is what we're trying to think about now at this moment, Jesus, is that we want to give more than what we think is necessary. We want to give more even than we think might be good. We want to ask for a scone whenever there is no water at all or there's no bread, because we know, Jesus, that whatever expectations we might have, you will always exceed those. And whatever act of generosity we can put in will never ever be exhausted by you. St. Ignatius of Loyola said that, that God will not be outdone in generosity. And whenever Elijah asks for this, God tells this, this poor woman, this jar of meal will not be spent and jug of oil shall not be emptied before the day when the Lord sends rain upon the face of the earth. So here they are, midst of drought. How could she possibly see that? This woman isn't even a Jew. She doesn't share the same faith. She doesn't have the same understanding of the Lord that Elijah did. But something about Elijah helped this woman in her faith to put her trust in God and maybe even to put her trust in this prophet. And so she makes him the scone and the food does not run out. So she and her son are able to eat. And the story then has to continue. But this is where we find it today in, in, the, in the Mass, in the readings for the Mass. So Elijah essentially asks this woman for far more than what she thinks she can provide. And maybe sometimes if we look at it from the other perspective, that maybe we feel God asks us more than we think we're able to provide. Maybe let's think especially in a boring moment. That God is maybe asking something of us and we just don't have the energy for it or we just don't have the interest in being able to respond. Maybe we lack courage to be able to follow through on all of the things that we feel God might be putting into our heart. Well, let's think about the scorn of Elijah. The more we give to God, the more he will give back in return because he cannot be outdone in his generosity. And so perhaps it's in the ordinary moments whenever we have to put in more. It's in the ordinary moments when we have to be even more generous with God and with others and with his church because that's where God is really going to exhaust his own supplies of mercy, his own supplies of, of grace for us. Because nothing we can give God will be surpassed by what he can give to us. He can always give us much, much more than our little expectations. So let's give God more than a scone. Let's ask for more than a scone in the hope and the expectation that whatever your bountiful mercy for us, Lord, will, will far exceed any expectations. And for this, we, of course, take your mother as an example, who, when she said yes, allowed your grace and mercy to abound in her in her own life. Help us, Jesus, always to, to go the extra mile and, and to give more than we think than we possibly have in our heart and to ask you for a scone. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My mother immaculate, St. Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, 
intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. We'll begin praying the hours in just a couple of minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On the Memorial of St. Anthony of Padua, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord. Fount of all wisdom, Alleluia. Come, let us worship the Lord, Fount of all wisdom, Alleluia. Come, let us sing to the Lord, And shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving. And sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, Come, let us worship the Lord. Fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are His people. The flock he shepherds. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah, they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia! Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship the Lord. 
fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord, fount of all wisdom. Alleluia. Surrender to God, and He will do everything for you. Surrender to God, and and He will do everything for you. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not envy those who do evil. For they wither quickly like grass and fade like the green of the fields. If you trust in the Lord and do good, then you will live in the land and be secure. If you find your delight in the Lord, He will grant your heart's desire. Commit your life to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will act. So that your justice breaks forth like the light, your cause like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait in patience. Do not fret at the man who prospers, a man who makes evil plots to bring down the needy and the poor. Calm your anger and forget your rage. Do not fret, it only leads to evil, for those who do evil shall perish. The patient shall inherit the land. A little longer and the wicked shall have gone. Look at his place, he is not there. But the humble shall own the land and enjoy the fullness of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Surrender to God, and and he will do everything for you. Turn away from evil. Learn to do God's will. The Lord will strengthen you if you obey Him. Turn Turn away away from from evil. Learn to do God's will. And the Lord will strengthen you if you obey Him. The wicked man plots against the just and gnashes his teeth against him. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that his day is at hand. The sword of the wicked is drawn. His bow is bent to slaughter the upright. Their sword shall pierce their own hearts, and their bows shall be broken to pieces. The just man's few possessions are better than the wicked man's wealth. For the power of the wicked shall be broken, and the Lord will support the just. He protects the lives of the upright. Their heritage will last forever. They shall not be put to shame in evil days. In time of famine, their food shall not fail. But all the wicked shall perish, and all the enemies of the Lord. They are like the beauty of the meadows. They shall vanish. They shall vanish like smoke. The wicked man borrows without repaying, but the just man is generous and gives. Those blessed by the Lord shall own the land but those he has cursed shall be destroyed. The Lord guides the steps of a man and makes safe the path of one he loves. 
Though he stumble, he shall never fall, for the Lord holds him by the hand. I was young, and now I am old, but I have never seen the just man forsaken, nor his children begging for bread. All the day he is generous and lends, and his children become a blessing. Then turn away from evil and do good, and you shall have a home forever. For the Lord loves justice and will never forsake his friends. The unjust shall be wiped out forever and the children of the wicked destroyed. The just shall inherit the land. There they shall live forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Turn Turn away away from from evil. Learn to do God's will, and the Lord will strengthen you if you obey Him. Wait for the Lord to lead, then follow in His way. Wait for the Lord to lead, then follow in His way. The just man's mouth utters wisdom, and his lips speak what is right. The law of his God is in his heart. His steps shall be saved from stumbling. The wicked man watches for the just and seeks occasion to kill him. The Lord will not leave him in his power, nor let him be condemned when he is judged. Then wait for the Lord, keep to his way. It is he who will free you from the wicked, raise you up to possess the land and see the wicked destroyed. I have seen the wicked triumphant, towering like a cedar of Lebanon. I passed by again. He was gone. I searched. He was nowhere to be found. See the just man. Mark the upright. For the peaceful man, a future lies in store. But sinners shall all be destroyed. No future lies in store for the wicked. The salvation of the just comes from the Lord, their stronghold in time of distress. The Lord helps them and delivers them and saves them, for their refuge is in Him. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. You proclaim the poor to be blessed, Lord Jesus, for the kingdom of heaven is given to them. Fill us generously with your gifts. Teach us to put our trust in the Father and to seek his kingdom first of all, rather than imitate the powerful and envy the rich. Wait for the Lord to lead, then follow in his way. You will hear the word from my mouth. You will tell others what I have said. The beginning of the book of Joshua. Joshua, son of Nun secretly sent out two spies from Shittim, saying, Go, reconnoiter the land and Jericho. When the two reached Jericho, they went into the house of a harlot named Rahab, where they lodged. But a report was brought to the king of Jericho that some Israelites had come there that night to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent Rahab the order, Put out the visitors who have entered your house, for they have come to spy out the entire land. The woman had taken the two men and hidden them, so she said, True, the men you speak of came to me, but I did not know where they came from. At dark, 
When it was time for the gate to be shut, they left, and I do not know where they went. You will have to pursue them immediately to overtake them. Now she had led them to the roof and hidden them among her stalks of flax spread out there. But the pursuers set out along the way to the fords of the Jordan, and once they had left, the gate was shut. Before the spies fell asleep, Rahab came to them on the roof and said, I know that the Lord has given you the land, that a dread of you has come upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land are overcome with fear of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt, and how you dealt with Sihon and Og, the two kings of the Amorites beyond the Jordan, whom you doomed to destruction. At these reports we are disheartened. Everyone is discouraged because of you, since the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on earth below. Now then, swear to me by the Lord that, since I am showing kindness to you, you in turn will show kindness to my family, and give me an unmistakable token that you are to spare my father and mother, brothers and sisters, and all their kin, and save us from death. We pledge our lives for yours, the men answered her. If you do not betray this errand of ours, we will be faithful in showing kindness to you when the Lord gives us the land. Then she let them down through the window with a rope, for she lived in a house built into the city wall. Go up into the hill country, she suggested to them, that your pursuers may not find you. Hide there for three days until they return, then you may proceed on your way. The men answered her, This is how we will fulfill the oath you made us take. When we come into the land, tie this scarlet cord in the window through which you are letting us down, and gather your father and mother, your brothers, and all your family into your house. Should any of them pass outside the doors of your house, he will be responsible for his own death, and we shall be guiltless. But we shall be responsible if anyone in the house with you is harmed. If, however, you betray this errand of ours, we shall be quit of the oath you have made us take. Let it be as you say, she replied, and bade them farewell. When they were gone, she tied the scarlet cord in the window. They went up into the hills, where they stayed three days until their pursuers, who had sought them all along the road without finding them, returned. Then the two came back down from the hill, crossed the Jordan to Joshua, son of Nun, and reported all that had befallen them. They assured Joshua, The Lord has delivered all this land into our power. Indeed, all the inhabitants of the land are overcome with fear of us. A man pleases God by what he does, and not by faith alone. Rahab pleased him when she sheltered the messengers and sent them on their way by a different route. Just as a body without breath is dead, so faith without works is dead. By faith, Rahab the prostitute welcomed the spies with kindness and so escaped death. Just as a body without breath is dead, so faith without works is dead. A reading from a sermon by St. Anthony of Padua, priest. The man who is filled with the Holy Spirit speaks in different languages. These different languages are different ways of witnessing 
to Christ, such as humility, poverty, patience, and obedience. We speak in those languages when we reveal in ourselves these virtues to others. Actions speak louder than words. Let your words teach and your actions speak. We are full of words, but empty of actions, and therefore are cursed by the Lord, since he himself cursed the fig tree when he found no fruit but only leaves. Gregory says, A law is laid upon the preacher to practice what he preaches. It is useless for a man to flaunt his knowledge of the law if he undermines its teachings by his actions. But the apostles spoke as the Spirit gave them the gift of speech. Happy the man whose words issue from the Holy Spirit and not from himself. For some men speak as their own character dictates, but steal the words of others and present them as their own and claim the credit for them. The Lord refers to such men and others like them in Jeremiah. So then, I have a quarrel with the prophets that steal my words from each other. I have a quarrel with the prophets, says the Lord, who have only to move their tongues to utter oracles. I have a quarrel with the prophets who make prophecies out of lying dreams who recount them and lead my people astray with their lies and their pretensions. I certainly never sent them or commissioned them, and they serve no good purpose for this people, says the Lord. We should speak, then, as the Holy Spirit gives us the gift of speech. Our humble and sincere request to the Spirit for ourselves should be that we may bring the day of Pentecost to fulfillment insofar as he infuses us with his grace, by using our bodily senses in a perfect manner, and by keeping the commandments. Likewise, we shall request that we may be filled with a keen sense of sorrow and with fiery tongues for confessing the faith, so that our deserved reward may be to stand in the blazing splendor of the saints and to look upon the triune of God. The just man shall blossom like the lily. He He shall flourish forever in the the courts of our God. He will be praised by all of God's chosen ones. He shall flourish forever in the courts of our God. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who gave St. Anthony of Padua to your people as an outstanding preacher and an intercessor in their need, grant that, with his assistance, As we follow the teachings of the Christian life, we may know your help in every trial. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Ever wonder where Christian references to salt and light come from? We'll find out in just a minute. Today's gospel is coming right up, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on the Memorial of St. Anthony of Padua. I'm Paul Sadek, and in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord uses more poetic devices this time 
It's the metaphor. It's from the fifth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trodden underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. Nor do men light a lamp and put it under a bushel, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, you aren't going to be the salt of the earth if you don't have an interior life. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. As men, we can be a cause of happiness or of sadness, of light or of darkness. We can be the source of peace or of anxiety, either the leaven that enhances or a dead weight that hinders the progress of others. Our passage over this earth can never be a matter of indifference as far as others are concerned. We help others to find Christ or we separate them from Him. We enrich others or we impoverish them. And we come across so many of these others, friends, workmates, members of our family, neighbors, who seem to go after material goods as though they hungered for them, material goods that only serve to lure them away from their true good, who is Jesus Christ. They journey through life like men who are lost. If the guide of the blind is not to become blind himself, it is not enough for him to know the way from hearsay or from coming across more references to it. If we are to help the people around us, it is not enough for us to have a vague and superficial knowledge of the way. We need to walk along it ourselves and to have first-hand knowledge of the obstacles that lie in our path and have to be surmounted. We need to have interior life to enter daily into personal conversation with Jesus. We need to know His doctrine ever more deeply, to struggle with still more determination to overcome our own defects. The apostolate is the result of a great love for Christ. The first Christians were true salt of the earth, and they preserved people and institutions, the whole of society, from corruption. What can it be that has happened in so many nations? Why is it that Christians should now be giving the sad impression that they are unable to slow down and halt the wave of corruption that is bursting in on the family, on schools, and on institutions? The faith is still the same. And Christ lives among us now just as he did previously. His power is still infinite, divine. Only the lukewarmness of so many thousands, indeed millions of Christians, explains how we can offer to the world the spectacle of a Christianity that allows all kinds of heresies and stupidities to be propounded within itself. Lukewarmness destroys the strength and endurance of the faith and is the soulmate in both a personal and a collective way of compromise and of a spirit of comfort-seeking. 
It is difficult to explain many of the things that happen nowadays at a personal and at a public level if we do not bear in mind that so many people who should be awake, watchful, and attentive have allowed their faith to fall asleep. Love has been snuffed out in so very many hearts. In many spheres, the normal Christian now generally means someone who is lukewarm and mediocre. Among the first Christians, the normal Christian meant one who lived the heroism of each day, and when the occasion presented itself, accepted martyrdom itself. It could and did mean very often the surrender of one's very life in defense of the faith. When love grows cold and faith falls asleep, the salt loses its savor and is no longer good for anything. It is just something for throwing away. What a pity if a Christian were to become as useless as this. Lukewarmness is often the cause of apostolic ineffectiveness, because if we are in its grip, the little we do becomes a task devoid of human or supernatural attractiveness, and bereft of a spirit of sacrifice. Faith that appears moribund and radiates little love is unable to win anyone over or find the right words with which to attract others to a deep and intimate relationship with Christ. Let us fervently ask God for the strength to react. We will be the true salt of the earth if we keep up our daily conversation with God and if we go with ever greater faith and love to receive the Holy Eucharist. Love was and is the moving force in the life of the saints. It is the whole raison d'etre of every life dedicated to God. Love gives us wings with which to soar over any personal barriers to our advance or any obstacles presented to us by our surroundings. Love makes us unyielding when confronted by setbacks. Lukewarmness gives up at the slightest difficulty a letter we should write, a telephone call we should make a visit, a conversation, the lack of some material means. It makes mountains out of molehills. Love for God, on the other hand, makes a molehill out of a mountain. It transforms the soul, gives it new lights, and opens up new horizons for it, makes the soul capable of achieving its highest desires, and gives it capacities it never as much as dreamed of possessing. Love does not make a fuss about the effort involved and fills the soul with happiness as it surveys the results of its efforts. As we finish our meditation, let us turn with confidence to the Blessed Virgin, the perfect model of loving correspondence with the Christian vocation. Let us ask her to remove effectively from our soul any shadow of lukewarmness. Let us ask our guardian angels also to make us diligent in God's service. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers and you'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. As we honor St. Anthony of Padua today, we join the whole church in prayer. Now we're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Lord, send forth your light and your truth. Lord, send forth your light and your truth. Defend me, O God, and plead my cause against a godless nation. From deceitful and cunning men, rescue me, O God. Since you, O God, are my stronghold, 
Why have you rejected me? Why do I go mourning, oppressed by the foe? O send forth your light and your truth. Let these be my guide. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. And I will come to the altar of God, the God of my joy. My Redeemer, I will thank you on the harp, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God. I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it it was was in in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty Father, source of everlasting light, send forth your truth into our hearts and pour over us the brightness of your light. Lord, Lord, send send forth forth your your light and your your truth. Lord, keep us safe all the days of our lives. Lord, keep keep us safe all the days of our lives. Once I said, in the noontime of life I must depart to the gates of the netherworld where I shall be consigned for the rest of my years. I said, I shall see the Lord no more in the land of the living. No longer shall I behold my fellow men among those who dwell in the world. My dwelling, like a shepherd's tent, is struck down and borne away from me. You have folded up my life like a weaver who severs the last thread. Day and night you give me over to torment. I cry out until the dawn. Like a lion he breaks all my bones. Day and night you give me over to torment. Like a swallow I utter shrill cries. I moan like a dove. My eyes grow weak, gazing heavenward. O Lord, I am in straits. Be my surety. You have preserved my life from the pit of destruction. When you cast behind your back all my sins. For it is not the netherworld that gives you thanks, nor death that praises you. Neither do those who go down into the pit await your kindness. The living, the living give you thanks, as I do today. Fathers declare to their sons, O God, your faithfulness. The Lord is our Savior. We shall sing to stringed instruments in the house of the Lord all the days of our life. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, keep keep us safe all the days of our life. To you, O God, our praise is due in Zion. To you, O God, our praise is due in Zion. To you, our praise is due in Zion, O God. To you, we pay our vows, you who hear our prayer. To you, all flesh will come with its burden of sin. Too heavy for us are offenses, but you wipe them away. Blessed is he whom you choose and call to dwell in your courts. We are filled with the blessings of your house, of your holy temple. You keep your pledge with wonders, 
O God, our Savior, the hope of all the earth and of far distant isles. You uphold the mountains with your strength. You are girded with power. You still the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves and the tumult of the peoples. The ends of the earth stand in awe at the sight of your wonders. The lands of sunrise and sunset you fill with your joy. You care for the earth. Give it water. You fill it with riches. Your river in heaven brims over to provide its grain. And thus you provide for the earth. You drench its furrows. You level it, soften it with showers. You bless its growth. You crown the year with your goodness. Abundance flows in your steps. In the pastures of the wilderness it flows. The hills are girded with joy. The meadows covered with flocks. The valleys are decked with wheat. They shout for joy. Yes, they sing. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, hope of all the earth, hear the humble prayer of your children as we sing your praises. Pour out your Spirit on us so that our lives may bear fruit abundantly. To you, O God, our our praise is due in Zion. A reading from the Book of Wisdom Simply I learn about wisdom, and ungrudgingly do I share. Her riches I do not hide away. For to men she is an unfailing treasure. Those who gain this treasure win the friendship of God, to whom the gifts they have from discipline commend them. Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. With joyful praise let the church tell forth the the wisdom wisdom of the saints. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Let the peoples proclaim the wisdom of the saints. Those who are learned will be as radiant as the sky in all, all its beauty. Those who instruct the people in goodness will shine like the stars for all eternity. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. 
to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Those who are learned will be as radiant as the sky in all, all its beauty. Those who instruct the people in goodness will shine like the stars for all eternity. Christ is the Good Shepherd who laid down His life for His sheep. Let us praise and thank Him as we pray. Nourish your people, Lord. Christ, you decided to show your merciful love through your holy shepherds. Let your mercy always reach us through them. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your vicars, you continue to perform the ministry of Shepherd of Souls. Direct us always through our leaders. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your holy ones, the leaders of your people, you served as physician of our bodies and our spirits. Continue to fulfill your ministry of life and holiness in us. Nourish your people, Lord. You taught your flock through the prudence and love of your saints. Grant us continual growth in holiness under the direction of our pastors. Nourish your people, Lord. Let us again offer our praise to God and pray in the words of Christ. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who gave St. Anthony of Padua to your people as an outstanding preacher and an intercessor in their need, Grant that, with his assistance, as we follow the teachings of the Christian life, we may know your help in every trial. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Well, if your name is Anthony, Tony, or even Antonio, this is your feast day. Morning Air is coming up with John and Glenn in just a few minutes. We'll check in with Patrick Madrid a bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the relevant radio app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.